0: Ashamed of the gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes.
1: Justin informed Talk Radio Show with your hosts Craig James and Nick No. Today's a big day. We're uh, again in our tinfoil Friday segment. We are gonna be spending most of the show here going through some different uh what we call tinfoil hat conspiracies, but we're basically just uncovering the truth so we can get to the bottom of what's actually happening. And to everybody out there listening, I want to say thank you for joining us. But before we do that I want to make sure we have our co-host here uh
2: Nick are you there? Yes, I'm here Craig, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, we may have to mess with the audio a little bit. It sounds good though. We're just going to tweak you a little bit, but it's good to have you here with us today, Nick. A big show, right? We got a lot to talk about, huh?
2: We got a lot to talk about the foundational information of where this this uh Conspiracy to overthrow the United States, weaken it from within, and uh, transition us into a one-world government. It starts uh, with the foundational information we're going to discuss today.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. So we're kind of uh, going to go a few different directions with this, but namely, what we're going to try to do is go into. Uh, Some stories here that relate to what we just saw happen this week, the Pennsylvania militia, quote-unquote, man who beheaded his father and posted that video on YouTube. Uh, We have some, uh, you know, interesting things coming out. And, of course, one of the the stories that just broke today, or actually I should say yesterday, is that, as we discussed previously, it turns out he was, in fact— reported to the fbi over six months ago so say it with us he was on our radar yep that's the fbi's story and they're going to stick to it as usual but it it reminded me of a story that happened a number of i think it was about a year ago with the uh, buffalo shooter there was a mass shooter in buffalo peyton gendron an 18 year old man who fatally shot 10 people at a buffalo new york supermarket i want to talk about that story because this is gonna give us an introduction to how these people are, are ran in these sort of psyops because we knew and figured out and nobody's talked about it since that he was being or he was in regular communication with a retired federal agent and nick you're gonna kind of pull that all into uh, perspective and context when you talk about your uh, uh, stuff with the the ngos and, and these governmental non-governmental organizations right
2: yeah absolutely it's all tied together it all goes back to the money and the money goes back to the bankers and uh the federal reserve system and uh and uh basically where the wants and needs of the UK were merged with uh, the United States. The OSS was involved, and it gets really uh, kind of messy, but ultimately it comes down to these families that want to control the world, and they use these different tools to manipulate society to their will.
1: Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. And I also want to touch on uh, CIA Operation, Operation Chaos, which was started under Lyndon B. Johnson. And what that is, what that, you know, how this all ties together. We're going to tie it all together for you guys here today. But a couple of things before we get there. Uh, I First, I want to say thank you. If you guys are out there listening... Wherever you're listening, whether you're listening live here in the Front Range, Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, uh, you can call or text if you want to give us your thoughts, comments, opinions, whatever. eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty I'll say that slower for you guys who uh, just grabbed your pen and paper. eight seven seven five three six one three six zero You can text that number and let us know what you're thinking. If you're listening on the live stream, you can leave a comment below or. Let us know what you're thinking in the live chat. Make sure if you're if you're listening there, and you're not subscribed, please. Nick, what do we tell them?
2: Click that subscribe and share, and all your socials. I got a better one. Smash that subscribe
1: button. Right? They say if you use those kind of different, uh, more aggressive language, it sticks in people's minds better. So, so smash that like button. Destroy that like button and share, and destroy the subscribe button. All right. All kidding aside, uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening. And make sure you guys uh, do all that stuff because it helps out big time. But before we get into our Tinfoil Friday segment, Nick, I do want to take a second to uh, give a bit of breaking news that came out last night, which I think is important enough for us to mention here at the beginning um trump's election interference case in washington dc has apparently now been removed from the court calendar and postponed indefinitely yes jack smith's case against donald trump in washington dc that's being o- overseen by the obama judge tanya chutkin where there's so much malfeasance there's so much corruption there's so much just complete and utter uh, utterly unethical behavior and in this lawfare case has been suspended indefinitely so or postponed indefinitely which i I guess is due to the fact that people were starting to realize what we've all known from the beginning which is that this is merely an attempt by the corrupt regime to try to 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 essentially try to put their political opposition in prison before they can run against them it's it's wild that that's what's that's what this has all come down to we all knew it was uh, political from the get-go. It was originally scheduled to be uh, the day before Super Tuesday, Nick. March 4, 2024 was the uh, original court date that was set, and now it's been postponed indefinitely. What do you make of that, Nick?
2: Well, if Nikki Haley's still in the running or trying to be, she's expecting something, some sort of event to happen. Uh, they may have scrapped that idea if they did, they've got something else up their sleeve if nikki's in the running they're they're gonna try something she knows it they know it that's why she's still there
1: yeah i think she's just sticking around long enough so that uh if and when they try something against trump if they're successful she can step in i'll tell you what though i don't care what the situation is unlike all these other you know people out there you could not get me i I will literally uh I will go out of my way not to vote for Nikki Haley. Let's put it that way. So that's just an update on that story. And, and another kind of ancillary story to that, which I thought was important. We'll talk about this real quick before our first break. And then when we come back, we'll dive into our tinfoil Friday segment. But it, you can't make this up, Nick, that E. John Carole. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I really don't. I don't care how to pronounce her name. But E. Jean Carral, whatever you call her. The woman who just got $83.3 million in a defamation victory against former President Donald Trump has uh, put together a select group of media elites and celebrities to have a uh, party at a flower shop bar in New York's Lower East Side. You can't make this up. Like, Nick, If if do you, do you think this is normal behavior for a, a quote-unquote rape victim to have parties celebrating this? I mean... You would think if this was such a traumatic event that she's been devastated to the point where she needs $82 million or $83 million in damages that, you know, you wouldn't, the first thing you wouldn't be doing is gloating on national television with Rachel Maddow telling her you're going to buy her an apartment, a a penthouse apartment, and then throwing a a massive party in the Lower East Side of New York to celebrate. I mean, does, does this sound like normal behavior to you, Nick?
2: No, it sounds to me, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything. Of course, I don't know her medical history, and I'm just speculating. But maybe she has some prefrontal cortex damage in her brain, where she's not very good at decision-making. She's almost shot herself in the foot. As she has, I would say, with the incriminating evidence and uh, of herself and what she's tried to accomplish. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out in the court. I think that'll be challenged, of course. Um, and what she's doing is seeking the validation of those people. Either they, A, were already – happy with what she was doing and encouraged it or b she's trying to uh seek their approval after the fact i mean it's an after party to the super bowl for her
1: these people are disgusting i don't know what to say all i know is that when we come back it is tinfoil friday we will be going into the rabbit hole taking the red pill everybody stay tuned you're listening to just Informed talk radio
0: Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs) Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever.
1: Just inform Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick No. Today is Tin Foil Friday. We are diving down the rabbit hole, taking the red pill and getting information out there that, trust me when I say the fake news is never going to talk about this and they certainly are never going to acknowledge the fact that what we are giving you is factually based information that explains how all of this, these operations work that are meant to, as Nick pointed out earlier, uh, bring about this global one-world government and uh, Nick, you know, we can start with what happened earlier this week. Pennsylvania militia man who beheaded and posted a video online of his father's uh, decapitated head after he had d- murdered him and called for an over, uh, uh, militias to come and overthrow the government. Well, it turns out, as usual, like we said earlier, he was on the FBI's radar, uh, and this is going back about six months ago. He was reported to the FBI this is no surprise this seems to happen time and time again where these people go out and commit these crimes and do these heinous things and then the fbi comes out and says well he was on our radar of course he was on your radar uh that makes perfect sense now we had discussed the possibility of this guy being a part of some bigger sort of operation that's been ran for quite some time and and here's the thing my opinion is quite simple nick we don't have any evidence to, to really corroborate that at this point, given the fact that uh, this all is a very new story and there's not a whole lot of evidence that has been put forth yet. I've watched the 14-minute video, as I've, I believe you have as well, Nick. You know, we kind of analyzed that, what he was talking about, what his mannerisms were, what he was doing. And to, to my, from, from what I saw and gathered, It just didn't feel organic or natural. It felt very forced and contrived. And you know, there is a a story though that I have dove very deep into previously about this shooter in Buffalo. And I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if when we re uh, kind of surface, as they say online, the information from that Buffalo shooting store shooter's uh, background and story that there aren't going to end up being similarities to what we find out later with this man in Pennsylvania. Um, You know, I really want to dive deep in all that, but before we go there, I'm thinking it would be better, Nick, if we start with you because that's going to lead us to there. Uh, You have some information for the audience that I think is very important, and I really want you to uh, take your, your time and explain to everybody out there listening... How these non-governmental organizations and, and other things are, are all connected to a larger strategy and goal, and uh, essentially what uh, what can only be construed as an all-out attack on liberty and freedom globally, but it has a very specific way it's done. Nick, do you want to just start with what you have and kind of explain to the audience the significance?
2: Yes, Craig, and this is this is probably going to be new information for most people. I've been researching and digging on these subjects for a very long time, and someone recently, a friend of mine, he's a physicist, uh, studied at MIT, really brilliant guy. He he um, has fa- had found this for me because he's trying to find out the truth to himself, and so essentially he told me about this person named Norman Dodd, and Norman Dodd. Was um, a person that uh, went to all the right schools in New Jersey. He ended up going to Princeton to get his grad or to to get his bachelor's degree, and then uh, kind of tried to figure out what he wanted to do with his life. And then he figured out um, that he wanted to do banking. So he went into banking, and at that time, the Federal Reserve System and the new the banking system in general was relatively new. The fiat uh, money magic fraudulent wealth extraction plan that they had or system. Um, So, you know, he, you know, he's, he's grown up in both worlds. You know, he's, he's familiar with before, because of his age and the time this was done, it was 1954 when he was asked by Congress um, to investigate tax exempt foundations and their impact on the United States and the world for that matter. Um, So he was tasked by the reese committee i guess a uh, congressman with the last name reese had uh, basically gave him the directive um what we need to do is have you investigate these further um and and tell us whether or not their activities are un-american um but before that he was kicked out of the bank he was working at it was a jp morgan bank in new york city where he first got his start he went in there, and of course, with young and naive, uh, around the age 30, he went in there thinking that he was going to help and and do all these great things at the com- the bank. And the bank said, "All right, they were grooming him to be an executive, so because he was a smart guy." And they essentially said, "All right, find out how the banking system works." So he did that for some time and analyze it and see if there can be improvements and stuff. He took it very seriously um, and it, he took a, over a year or two and then when he finally got done with his report, he suggested that we go back to sound money and he wanted to implement a plan for the bank to do that so that they would have more assets and make more money and, and so on. Um, and then uh, they said all right, well you, you, can, you can help us do that. Why don't you go ahead we're going to pay you to start to figure out a way to get us over to sound banking. So he does this for about six weeks, and then he gets called uh, into an office and says, uh, they say to him, don't do any more investigating, just do nothing. You know, come in every day, Monday through Friday, you can play as much golf and tennis as you want on the weekend, you're going to have a great pension, and you'll be a vice president soon. So he did that for about a year. And then he just couldn't do it anymore. His conscience got to him. So he resigned and told them, you know, sorry, I I just can't be a part of it. And he was going to leave and go to another bank. So he leaves there and goes to try to find a job at banks. And uh, he finds that he can't go to any bank and work at them. So he begins working as basically a person that manages assets for wealthy people. And after doing so, um, he did that for some time. That's when he was tapped to be on this, uh, investigation. He's an avid reader, researcher. He just, you know, has to know everything. So he was a perfect pick for that. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lawyer in charge of the whole thing, but he was under there. He's in charge of the staff and allocating the resources and what to look for and so on. Um, so what he found, um, essentially was that, uh, these foundations had been created to do, you know, basically like a covert money for the CIA, not, you know, obviously not for the CIA at that time, but just for American directives to, to help America. At least that's what the impression was. And that's what they said they were for. But really, when the Federal Reserve was formed, they created these found uh, the tax system, and then they wanted to make sure that they didn't get taxed. So they created foundations. All right. And so those foundations run under trusts and the people who control the trust basically control the money. So um, essentially what we're living in right now is a trans induced mental illness or a false reality. Most people are stuck in. There are two realities. We got actual reality and false reality. And they're very good with these organizations, with creating, uh, with finding latent mental illness that is not surfaced unless the conditions were like perfect for, for example, psychopathy, uh, and and those sorts of things. So um, this has been fifth generation warfare against the United States since the inception of the Federal Reserve and these foundations. So bankers ultimately is what it comes down to keep trying to keep control from the American people. These banking families that enslaved us with the Federal Reserve Banking System are no more federal than Federal Express. They are not a federal organization. It's a private bank. These banking families have crafted ways to make countries give up their central banks to them. The system uh, is a system of usury where the money is created out of thin air and not backed by anything. So this is Based upon the interview, I'm going to read the transcript or some parts of it from Norman Dodd, a congressional investigator of tax-exempt foundations, and this is called Hidden Agenda for World Government is how it's captioned. All right, so without this information, many of many contemporary events would otherwise not make any sense. So um, the story I'm about to tell you represents a missing piece of the puzzle of modern history. Uh, Without this knowledge, you really can't understand why things are happening the way they are. So um, I'm about to tell you that the tax-exempt foundations of this land since at least 1945 have been operating to promote a hidden agenda, and that agenda has nothing to do with the surface appearance of charity, good works, or philanthropy. So Dodd... In his interview, uh, tells about real objectives, including the creation of a worldwide uh, collective state, e- including the Soviet Union, which is uh, to be ruled from behind the scenes by those same interests which now control the tax-exempt foundations. The man who tells the story is none other than Mr. Norman Dodd, who in 1954 was a staff director of the Congressional Special Committee to Investigate Tax Exemption Foundations. Something referred to as the Reese Committee in recognition of its chairman, Congressman uh, Carol Reese. The interview uh, goes on to say here, So he entered the world of business, I explained his background, chose banking in 1929, worked for a J.P. Morgan bank, and... um, figured that out he got blacklisted and so he he was the asset manager as i described there and then went on the reese committees when he got tapped in 1953. so he was the director of research for the reese committee who was working towards a resolution that the house of representatives to investigate the activities of foundations and find out if they could be justifiably labeled as un-american he was the director of staff and that attorney of underneath the attorney that was in charge they defined un-American as determination to affect change in the country by unconstitutional means. If that was to do anything other than directed by the Constitution, then it would be considered un-American. So the, he had to educate everybody because he was an avid reader and he knew about how all of this worked and he had to kind of explain to the layman to get them up to speed. It took him some time. And um, he figured, and his directive was to figure out the effect of, uh, to the country as a whole of the activities of large endowed foundations over the past forty years, um, and what was the effect in the orient to our education system over away from support of uh, the principles embodied in the Declaration of Independence and implement the Constitution and educate them over over to the idea that the task was uh, the result of orientation of education away from these brief principles that I just stated. So, um, you know, well, you know, the real uh, thing Nick, was,
1: I, I'm going to let you keep going. I don't want to interject, but it, it, for everybody out there listening, what Nick's trying to give us context on is, was very important. He's setting up the, the background and context for understanding how, these ngos like i don't know what the ford foundation and other things that we talk about the rockefellers whatever their uh, organization is that are set up as these charities that, that are not for profit that have these you know outwardly appearing you know altruistic goals and motives that they say oh well you know we're we're setting up a fund to help children in africa uh and but then in reality they are doing almost the exact opposite they're and I think that's the the important context. And I only interrupt you, Nick, because I want to let you know we got we got about a minute and a half before the next break. So just uh, you know, if you want to keep going, but but kind of find a little uh, spot to settle there, and then we'll bring it back when we get back. But keep going. Sorry for interjecting.
2: Well, um, so um, you know, in the next part here, or in the next segment, I'll explain how. They started what their original directive was. Some of them, the Guggenheim Foundation, for example, um, Guggenheim adamantly opposed the Federal Reserve, and he was killed on the Titanic, went down with the ship. Um, so one of his foundations was hijacked, obviously, um, and uh, which was part of their plan anyway.
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting because the information really is – i i like this word i think it, it's appropriate especially here it's very esoteric information that if you don't purposefully seek it it, it, it it's difficult to find and it's it, or it's not i don't want to say it's difficult to find but it's difficult to to really go deep and that's what you're bringing this bringing to our audience here nick and i appreciate that thoroughly i, I name some of the foundations real quick before we hit this break well, which ones we're talking about the ford foundation right and we're talking about uh, what other ones
2: Carnegie, the um, the um, Guggenheim Foundation. There are a few more of them. And um, you know, even like think about the Quinton Foundation. Why have they not yes, been arrested yet? The, Why have they not been charged?
1: Absolutely. That's the one You're I was thinking of. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. So we're hitting a break here. But when we come back, I'm going to have Nick pick it back up and keep going, explaining what these foundations, where they came from and what they're doing because this information is important because it's going to lead us into some other topics that are going to bring us back full circle. But this is tinfoil Friday and this show every Friday, we reserve time to do these deep dives and get that information specifically to you in detail, giving you sources and things that you can go research. Uh, We're going to do that more. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to just informed talk radio with your host, Craig James. Nick. No, we'll be back after the break. did
3: somebody on the sidewalk carjacking old
1: Back to Just Inform Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick. No, Nick, you know, before the break, we were we were letting you do this deep dive on our Tinfoil Friday uh, into explaining these foundations, like you know, these historical foundations that have lasted over the decades, but all the way up to modern ones like the Clinton Foundation, what they actually do how they were set up to obfuscate the truth about their actual intention and what the, the impact of these organizations ends up being societally. Nick, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to keep going and keep uh, a very uh, astutely as you are explaining this to the audience in terms that are, you know, digestible. Cause that's what tinfoil Friday is about, man. We dive down the rabbit hole and we give you the information to uh make it all make sense so nick without further ado please just continue
2: i want to before i continue i want to make sure i go over something so the idea of what the foundations are is uh, initially was to be able to do unconstitutional things uh, on behalf of the united states government uh you know that's the way it was pitched as they were set up, you know, uh, for example, to stop communism, you know, they'll manipulate the money or the ruble over in an XYZ country. Um, and, you know, that that sort of thing that we wouldn't normally be allowed to do as a country based upon our laws and everything, you know, so... Um, you know, they, they pitched it that way. And the same way drug companies can illegally advertise for off-label use and get penalized with $1.2 billion penalties, um, but that's only 1% of their total profit for doing that. You know, so what's going to stop them? People are dying, but no one's held accountable. Same thing goes for corporate oil spills. Oh, there's no one person we can blame. Same deal. Uh, plausible deniability and uh, covert actions have been launched from these for A long time, and I I think uh, that's important. Yeah, that's important context to understanding
1: what the actual significance of this is. Like we said, going all the way up to the Clinton Foundation, which we know very well. I think most people out there listening understand the implications from that. So, so uh, whatever direction you want to take it from here, please continue.
2: So. Mr. Dodd, he goes in there, takes his job very seriously, and um, he, he investigates these foundations. He, he's digging for information, and then he was contacted by um, the uh, president of the Ford Foundation. And uh, the you know when he was starting his investigation, and um, he said, "Come on over whenever you can. You're in town." So he proceeds to go over and visit him. And he says, um, essentially, what is it that you're seeking to understand or find out about the foundations? And before he could even answer the question, the president, his name is, uh, I think it was Rowan Gaither, all right, of the Ford Foundation. He, uh, you know, talks to him and lets him know that these foundations um, uh, essentially have a directive – And those directives come out of the White House. Um, And then that all of the guys in there that are currently running the endowment and foundation were former OSS members. So the OSS was uh, the precursor to the CIA. Um, It's one and the same. It doesn't really matter that it says OSS. So would it be fair to say um, that
1: these are like kind of the original shell companies – Right. Like now now they would use a shell company, but then it was a
2: foundation. And and is that is that a fair or am I way off? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Because these 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 foundations have a tremendous amount of wealth and the people who are the trustees get to manage how that money is used and allocated and for what reasons. And they have these boards that also make the decisions and they record all of their minutes or. Uh, meetings. Every word was accounted for, going all the way back to the to the start of these. Um, but these guys were new, though. These guys, because they started around 1900, you know, so that was a long time ago compared to these guys. They were young, and uh, you know, they just got done with the war, and they they have this new career where they're helping the White House with their directives and that sort of stuff. And that's kind of how they viewed it. So they have, you know, these guys had it handed off to them, the reins, and they have really no concept of of what exactly had been done in the past because there's just so much information they they kept a log and transcript of all the information from all their meetings going all the way back to 1900 nobody took the time to read them so um gaither of course because he doesn't know any better said to him well how about this i'm going to give you two weeks to go through our entire library and catalog with all of our minutes and you can go back all the way to the beginning." And and read and transcribe and go through all of it, and he knew two weeks isn't enough time to go through all this stuff and actually analyze it and make notes and stuff. So uh, he knew that too. Mister Dodd did, and he um, he had a, a young woman that he he thought you know works hard and is really sharp, and, and she would and she works you know long hours. So he decided to use her um, to go through that information, and um, her name was Catherine Casey. Okay, so uh and then she or she went to the Carnegie Foundation later. Uh, it was actually a different one. Um but so so he goes through all this stuff and um also that he has that Catherine Casey going through the Carnegie Foundation and um what they found and, and this is the way they did it. They, they used recorders. At that time, voice recorders were kind of a thing at that point. So they used a voice recorder to just read everything and then go back through um, the voice recordings because they won't be able to bring the documents with them. And uh, what they found out was that going all the way back to the beginning of these foundations, they did have a major impact and like steered everything. So before World war- before the Federal Reserve to go to war, the United States had to basically sell bonds to the citizens and to make money for the war or for uh, you know, aid to other countries. So the people spoke with their money and they couldn't just go to an endless money supply created by the money magic of the Federal Reserve system. So so essentially they couldn't have their wars their endless wars that they wanted because of the money system so um you know after they make these foundations they make the federal reserve system they make these foundations then uh, they were using these foundations for their directives and one of the first ones was to start world war one they are behind starting world war one world war ii the vietnam war all wars had started from these foundations whether the idea, the implementation, the administration, and the, the funding behind it all came from these. So um, with that, we had um, essentially um, the uh, White House giving them directives and um, Mr. So wait, Dodd, wait, 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 that, wait.
1: That's huge. Okay, so you're saying that, you know, th- this – Kind of was the first form of the OSS, which was the the now the CIA was the Office of Special um, Strategic Services. Strategic Services, excuse me, the Office of Strategic Services, which was essentially the, the the iteration of the CIA during the the early 1900s, right, for the United States, that they were working clandestinely through these foundations to steer the nation and to steer the. Uh, uh, the the popular consent of the nation, right? Because, like you're saying, it, previously you had to get these war bonds to go to war, so you needed the popular consent of the governed. But now they found ways to use these foundations to manipulate people into doing what they want, maybe even against their better judgment, right?
2: Absolutely, even against the interest of the United States and their whole the whole point of them existing was to go around the Constitution. And eventually, it, it was turned on the Constitution and the American people to subvert wow. um, All the right, will we're hit, of the people. We're
1: hitting a break. Nick, okay, when we come back, I want to keep diving. Again, a lot of this, this might be a, a heavy, heavy episode today because we're just going so dense with information, but you got to understand, if you don't understand the background and the information in that sense, then it's it's impossible to understand how we've gotten where we are today. We're going to try to tie it all together as we keep going on this tinfoil Friday. Join us. We're going down the rabbit hole. Come on down. It's, it's nice and cozy down here. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. to Just Informed Talk Radio with your host, Craig James. Nick, no, a little, little James Brown and Pavarotti there for you. It's a man's world. Yes, it is. And, uh, Nick, we have this tinfoil Friday segment that you're kind of steering us down the rabbit hole, to giving us the information, the background of these foundations, which have had such an impact uh, all the way up to today on our country as a whole and, and the world as a whole, really. And like we said before, this is really a very very dense subject with a lot of information but we are certainly going to do our best to give the audience uh, the context and uh source information to give them a better understanding now Nick uh before you keep going further we got a caller do do you want to take a caller real quick or do you you want to keep going because I understand let's take a caller uh we have somebody calling in here uh is this, I guess this is Bob. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air.
4: Yes. Good morning. I I thought you I mentioned this item along with the subject that you were on, but uh, La Raza is funded by mostly by the, by the Ford Foundation. Oh. I think that's still true. Nick, you, you probably know that, but I. Yep. So I thought that was an interesting thing to add to your conversation. It's been very Could good. you
2: explain La Raza for me a little further for the audience too?
4: Well they they just um uh, kowtow to the to what uh, the minorities want. And I don't know if they uh, do it with uh uh you know, housing or cars or being Ford, being cars or just a general, uh general what, what I call what call it, uh,
1: are you talking about the La Raza gang from Chicago?
4: I don't know if it's from Chicago, but I know La Raza is a uh, Hispanic organization. Right,
1: yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I look, they, they, they also, these organizations, I think, helped uh, basically create the crack epidemic. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that contribution. I mean, we'll, we'll factor it in here as we keep going, but anything else you got for us, Bob?
4: No, I just uh, really enjoy what you're doing. Doing, I try and listen every day.
1: Well, we appreciate that. Oh, thank you're, you. You're what makes this show great, and uh, we appreciate you chiming in, Bob. So uh, we're going to let you go, and we're okay. going to get back to it. All right, brother? Thanks, Fine. Bob. Thanks, Bob. Great. Well, Nick, good contribution. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It is. You know, you've got to factor all this in, and, and, and I think La Raza started back in the, the 70s. So you know you see how this this grew from where we're we're t- we're giving you the the foundational uh, history of it, and now LaRaza and other things are the the modern iterations, if you will. But but continue, Nick, because I know you're trying to That's get right. to a point. Let's let's let you let's let you get there.
2: So. This same guy, Mr. Gaither, he's now the president of the foundation there, of the Ford Foundation. Um, he's talking with him in private, you know, of course, uh, tells Mr. Dodd, you know, uh, we are the – we've been around since the – you know, the we're, we were in the OSS during the war or the European Economic Administration after the war. So if you're familiar with the – basically after we destroyed Europe, then we – put money back into making them industrialized and, uh, uh, gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't remember the name offhand of of the the Marshall plan. I think it was to get that going. we, we
1: We helped rebuild Europe after it was destroyed. That's how we became the wealthiest
2: nation in the world, right? Yeah, and then of course they, you know, taxed the Germans into a, uh, a terrible inflation and and just drove them into the ground, which led to World War II. And there's more to it, of course. But so so this guy tells Mister Dodd. He says, "Would you like to know the directives that we s- still operate under and the substance of these directives?" And he said, uh, "Yeah, sh- sure, of course." And he says, um, that uh, we shall use our grant-making power so to um, order the life of the United States citizens so that they can be comfortably merged with the Soviet Union uh, you know, uh, parenthetically, you know, uh, to him. And then, you know, of course, this blue is mine because he's right now investigating whether or not um, you know anti-American activities are happening and so for him to say that to him and, and you know remember he asked him initially why are you here and then he didn't even let him answer so now he's just spilling the beans and then uh, of course mr. Dodd kept his you know as uh, kind of quiet about that and he said, why don't you tell the American people about this you know you should just the same way you told me if you're confident that what you're doing is okay and he said we'll never do that Uh, we can never do that. He said, well, why did you wait until now to just tell us this whenever you, now Congress has invested these millions of dollars to investigate it. So I think you owe it to the people because you did not disclose this information before. Now you are certainly obligated to. Um, So the directive of the grant-making power was to alter the life of the United States citizens so they could be comfortably merged with the Soviet Union. Okay, so this is the same exact directive is still underway today and its only difference is, is that it's china that's that's trying to do the same thing and these foundations are also trying to to do this man and so you know what he goes dude, on this- I, I gotta be honest yeah. nick
1: that that makes perfect sense think about it you know communism it, it it kind of has died out in russia and it's been revived and reborn in china and of course it makes sense that this is this is the whole purpose they're trying to merge it and i think they want they, they essentially want a kleptocracy right where the the wealthy like in in the communist of old russia and the soviet union and the communists in china where you can essentially if you have enough money you can buy your way into being able to do whatever you want and you are at a higher echelon or level that's the system they want
2: globally right That's right. Essentially an oligarchy that they control and backed by finance and this network that they're setting up uh, of a control grid. Because, you know, think about going all the way back to the Vatican and the Jesuits. The Vatican controls all the shipping lanes, um, time itself, the calendar that everybody uses. And so even going all the way back to, you know, hundreds of years – they had their own spy organization. They knew when things were getting shipped, where they were going, and so on. And these uh, priests would relay the information and so on to the Vatican. And and today's NSA and all of these things are just an extension and using new technology to administer their control, spying, and uh, um, essentially manipulation of the masses. And it's and that, become and very the, sophisticated.
1: And we're hitting a break here in a couple seconds. So that, I think, is a great point where we're going to get into – maybe a little bit about the Tavistock Institute, right? And then that's going to bring us all the way full circle from where we started to talk about what we've seen and and what I have for us today with regard to the backstory from what happened in this Buffalo shooting. And, And, you know, it's crazy, Nick, how we can take something like from where you began and end there. But that's the point of what we're doing. We're trying to draw... It all into a cohesive picture for everyone to see clearly how everything is very carefully orchestrated and well planned so that they can manipulate us and destroy our individual liberty and freedom to install this globalist control system. So, I mean, look, when we come back, Nick, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to stop interrupting you because you have so much information today and always, but we're going to get back to it. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back.
0: Yes, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360. Uh? You are listening to k the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies.
1: Just a forum talk radio with your host, Craig James, Nick. No, Nick, uh, we are going to basically give you uh, this last few minutes in this segment, for the first hour, to just to just take this, this the direction we were heading. We're talking about for everybody who's just joining us these uh, globalist institutions which are being utilized to steer us into this uh, path of a global control system that's going to be ran as a communist uh uh, system and how the same foundations that were started in the early 1900s have existed all the way up till now and they're still pushing the same agenda go ahead nick i don't want to take up any more of your time
2: okay so just a context this is 1953 what i'm talking about where this this investigation was done by congress and the um I want to make sure everybody remembers that 1953, uh, you know, the war, uh, I think it just come to an end, and people were finding out about the uh, World War Two finding out about the Nazi concentration camps where they exterminated Jews, gypsies um, and people with disabilities that sort of stuff or even just dissidents so so this was all just coming out so I'm going to put that in context for what I'm about to read to you because this is what happened All right. so Dodd had written a letter over to the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace asking questions and uh, Dr. Johnson who is the president over there of the Carnegie Endowment called him and asked him to stop over so he went over to talk with him and he said that uh, he, Dr. Jo- Joseph Johnson was the successor to Alger Hiss, H-I-S-S. His family is German, and it used to be called Hess, H-E-S-S, but they changed it when they came to America. So Alger Hiss, who, by the way, you can deep dive on him later in, in your own time, everybody, uh, he was a communist that was a communist spy, uh, and was highly successful. He's never really technically caught. He's only got accusations, but he was a part of the directive, as we just talked about, where they were going to merge the Soviet Union. So this guy, Joseph Johnson, is the successor to him and, and the president of the foundation. So Dodd eventually assigns Catherine Casey, as I mentioned earlier, to audit these meeting minutes for the foundations. She's given two weeks. She read through all of the meeting notes, and she used a recorder to read the minute transcripts going all the way back to the founding so guggenheim ford rockefeller carnegie foundation were moving to get control of education in america they threatened him and said that they would call him an anti-semite if he went any further in trying to after they found out what he found out um, uh, because there was a person on their committee that was investigating there's a book called waters flow eastward i guess that has some sort of uh, anti-Semitism inside of it. I've never read the book. I don't know much about it. So, um, you know, that's what they said. they were going to label everybody as that if he continued further. So what um, So what he had found is that... Um, and just for context know, the out back, there,
1: because we're hitting a break here and, and we're going to come back an hour or two and pick it up. Antis- being called anti-Semitic back then, it's not like being called it today... It, it, it maybe like these kind of terms that were thrown around were a little more serious back then, but there there probably was a, a, a different society we lived in then. But but keep going, Nick.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was fresh in everybody's minds. How dare you I mean, if you even criticize someone Jewish, I mean, that would have seen it be seen as an aggression. Um, you know, so uh and, and the people that had this accumulated wealth and the families that control the Federal Reserve System that have enslaved us, they were not even technic i mean they claim to be jewish but they were actually khazarians and they are imposters they pretended to be jewish it goes all the way back to when um the uh, khazarian empire was told it to, to- pick one of the abrahamic religions you have uh, judaism christianity or islam pick one and they chose judaism but still practice uh, Baal and malik worship anyway those are the same people that control the federal reserve and i'm going to cap it off here to explain how it's all tied together with the tavistock and how we got here today in just a minute all right <laughs> you heard them.
1: stay tuned you're listening to just form talk radio we'll be back after the break The globalists say resistance
4: is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts.
0: I'm Stuart Varney, and this is the Fox Business Report.
2: Job creation was much stronger than expected in January, a sign of resilience for the economy, which appears to confirm the Federal Reserve's suggestion that an interest rate cut in March is unlikely. There were 353,000 new jobs created last month, nearly twice the number forecast by economists. The unemployment rate remained the same at 3.7 percent. Wages rose in the month. There's a sign people were not returning to the workforce. The labor force participation rate remained at 62.5, the same as December. Amazon, Meta Platforms, and Apple all reported better-than-expected earnings, though Apple's sales softened in China. Chevron and ExxonMobil's earnings came in better-than-expected, though their overall reports
4: are mixed. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. invested in you. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or your 401k right now. Text SHELTER to 989898 to request your
3: free info kit right now. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender-bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com.
0: Pound it, whatever you choose, and get this. There's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest the letter y r e f y.com or call eight 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 Y Refi twenty four. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to ten point two five percent. Just call 888 yrefy refi twenty four or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent
3: you.
1: Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio with your host Craig James Nick No. Hour two of the Just Inform Talk Radio show is already here, and this is Tinfoil Friday. So, as you guys know, we're doing a deep dive into these foundations that have been around for quite some time, literally steering the American, uh, uh, you know, war machine and other things, and, and influencing and manipulating the population. For decades now, Nick's been breaking down kind of the background and and contextual uh, history behind them and an investigation specifically that sought to understand them further. So that's where we're picking up. Nick, I want you to go ahead and just pick it up where where we left off before the break and and keep going. Then we're going to bring this into uh, what I have here, some information about uh, a well, let's just take this to where we, we know it's headed, which is the top Tavistock Institute, and then we'll talk about uh, something after that that uh, everybody's going to want to stick around for. We're going to talk about how the Buffalo shooter it, it kind of plays into this, this storyline. So go ahead, Nick, and keep going, and, and we'll, we'll take it there.
2: All right. So um, this is from... Uh, Congressman Reese, it was initiated, what, I, what we're referring to now is initiated investigation by Congress to find out whether or not the activities of foundations were american And uh, in the investigation, Mr. Dodd, who is investigating for Congress, went to the Guggenheim, Ford, Rockefeller, and Carnegie Foundations. And where we're picking up now is the Carnegie Foundation when he sent over uh, Catherine Casey to do the audit of their meeting notes and um, and so uh, when Mr. Dodd goes on to say that Carnegie made it very clear what he had wanted to do was Bring the United States back to the Empire of Great Britain—that was part of his directive for his foundation. So, when asked about the, you know, on the interview for the policies for collectivism or globalism were the original intent that the foundations are now applying, he said no, it had gotten far away from that. That was not the original directive. So this occurred when they handed off uh, over the funds to trustees because that's what they do. They say no one really owns it, so there's plausible deniability, and then hand it off to whoever they trusted to to handle it. You know, um, Epstein has a couple of these, and nobody's ever taken away the assets, well, that we know of. And I want to remind everybody there's a reason that President Trump signed an executive order that says anyone or organization – that is involved in committing human rights abuses will have their assets seized. It's related to these foundations. And that's, that money from Epstein is probably seized at this moment, just putting that in perspective. All right, so um, you know, this was basically, he summarized at the end, that it basically got into the hands of bankers and lawyers. And if you remember right, we talked about this before on Foil Friday, that the bankers um, were essentially um, – uh, you know, uh, Nazis. The prominent bankers, Prescott Bush and Avril Harriman, were literally Nazis laundering money for the Nazis, gold uh, out of their uh, their bank. They got it shut down by Hoover. Um, but these same people were then in control of the foundations. So,
1: and then that uh, leads us into
2: yeah. the Tavistock Institute, right? That's right. That's right. So the Tavistock Institute is um, was created by. It's a UK organization, and uh, it's page 166. I remember that one. All right, going back to the beginning here. For, this is a book written by the. This is the Tavistock Institute on Human Relations by John Coleman. It explains why it was formed, what it was, what, what their goals were. And so on. So the Tavistock Institute for Human uh, Relations, it shaped moral, spiritual, cultural, political, economic decline of the United States. The Tavistock Institute for Human Relations has been uh, has had a profound effect on the moral, spiritual, cultural, political, and economic policies of the United States and, and Great, Bar- uh, Great Britain. It has been in the front line of, of the attack on the United States Constitution and the state constitutions. No group did more... To propagandize the United States to participate in World War One, ding ding ding. Foundations they already planned to have World War One. This is part of it being implemented. Uh, U.S. to participate the World War One at the time when the majority of American people were opposed to it. And remember, they changed the money system and how they can get money for the wars to just ask for it and not go to the people. Much of the same t- tactics were used by the social sciences and scientists at the Tavistock to get the United States into World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Serbia, and both wars against Iraq. Tavistock began in a, as a propaganda-creating and dissemination organization at the Wellington House in London in the run-up to World War I and what – Toynbee called the black hole of disinformation on another occasion. Toynbee called Wellington House a lie factory. From a somewhat crude beginning, Wellington House evolved into the Tavistock Institute and went on to shape the destiny of Germany, Russia, Britain, and the United States in a highly controversial manner. The people of these nations were unaware that they were being brainwashed. The origin of mind control interdirectional conditioning and mass brainwashing is explained in the in this easy to understand book and it is written with great authority so the so, fall of the dynasties oh,
1: I, I want to interject that to understand like simply put why the tavistock how this is all going to connect is because the tavistock institute essentially had a mission to control what people think right and this ties into what we talk about for instance with the story that happened earlier this week where we had this uh, crazed individual, his father, then go on to uh, social media and post a video, 14-minute manifesto video of him explaining how he's calling all militias to overthrow the federal government. And if you look at that in its, in its singularity by itself, there's not much there. A psycho does something crazy and says a bunch of crazy stuff, you know, end of story, right? But if you if you scratch the surface and go a little deeper and you look into the background of this individual and you look into maybe who his psychologists were and and what who he was surrounded with, who he was talking to online, you may find what we found in this Buffalo shooters uh, case. If you guys will recall, Peyton Gendron, the man who fatally shot 10 people in Buffalo, New York, was not only in regular communication with a retired federal agent who was directing him on you know behaviors and uh, tactics and strategies but there's actually something even more nefarious which is a direct connection to a larger syndicate that is training people to take that we believe may be in fact training people to do these things and then and then using their tactics that that have been perfected and, and worked on in the Tavistock Institute To create people to go out and do things that shape public opinion. It's like when Bill Cooper wrote in his book Behold a Pale Horse that they would have these mass shootings at schools to then make people so scared of guns that they would voluntarily give up their right to defend themselves and their Second Amendment right because then that makes a more controllable population. These these organizations that we talk about from the beginning foundationally they were created to, to do it on a very large scale and that work coalesced and then was basically brought together in uh, the organization uh, uh, the, the organization of the Tavistock Institute. Now, it's not the only one, but there, there are others. However, the tactics are the same, and, and this is why it's so important for this Tinfoil Friday segment, and I want to get this, this out there. You can look at all of these cases by themselves and say they're just one-off, or you can look at it and say there's an organized effort to shape public opinion, and they have operations in place that they're using, To manipulate you. And we're going to talk about that and more when we come back. Everybody stay tuned. Listen, Tinfoil Friday, we're diving down the rabbit hole. A lot of information to unpack here. So bear with us and stick with us. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. welcome back just form talk radio i'm your host craig james with nick no and nick uh i want you to take a couple minutes because you know i want to get into what i have to share for this this story because we're kind of trying to to make this a cohesive flowing uh narrative here or storyline so nick kind of take a couple minutes to to finish up with whatever details you want to add to where you were going and and what you were talking about and then We'll kind of go into uh, some information that I want to share.
2: Okay, we're going to have plenty of time. I'll roll right into it. So the fall of these dynasties, the Bolshevik Revolution, World War I, World War II, saw the destruction of old alliances and boundaries, the convulsions in religion, morals, family life, economic and political conduct, decadence in music and art, can all be traced back to mass indoctrination or brainwashing practiced by the Tavistock Institute social sciences uh, uh, scientists. Prominent among the Tavistock's facility faculty, I mean, forgive me, uh, is Edward Bernays, the double nephew of Sigmund Freud. It is uh, said that uh, Eric Goebbels, uh, the propaganda minister over in, in uh Nazi Germany uh, and the German Third Reich used methodology devised by Bernays as a well uh, as those by Willy Munzenberg, whose extraordinary career is touched upon in this work about the past, present, and future without Tavistock. There would have been no World War One, World War Two, Bolshevik Revolution, Korea, Vietnam, Serbia, or Iraq wars. Um, but for Tavistock, United States would not be rushing down the road uh, to uh dissolution and collapse all right so i'm going to go to page 166 and that's it's uh, the last thing i got to read here and then it'll roll right into where you're at okay so um let's see here i mean for context right, too so-
1: i i mean everything you're describing is talking about uh, global direction uh, you know how they push things globally then we're going to talk about domestically how they push the, the, the people, the population. Uh, but go on, Nick.
2: Okay. So so essentially, the Tavistock Institute, they are also re- responsible for the New Age movement, the hippie movement. And uh, they were really trying to get a handle on controlling the mind and see if they could speed things up with the MK Ultra. Program um, and so on. But what they ended up doing is making people. Uh, they did find out that with sleep deprivation and like 150 days of LSD, yeah, you know, you're detached from reality after that. But even if you're not using LSD in, in your. Uh, you know, isolated for that long, you're gonna kind of have the same effects. you know, uh, but anyway, so what they ended up doing it backfired. They a lot of people were actually their minds were freed, which was a problem. That's why they made LSD illegal. And you know, I mean, not necessarily LSD, but just the fact that their minds were being opened to uh, to new things. But they also destroyed the family and so on. Um, so the Tavistock it backfired, and uh, and that's where I was rolling into the okay. The one last thing about Tavistock. So with Tavistock. They helped start the Beatles, the Doors, and several other um, musicians come out of the Tavistock to influence, and uh, they basically use lackeys, people who are not talented uh, music artists. They use people who are just not talented actors. They push them forward because of their agenda. If they're good with the agenda, they could be mediocre, and they'll still be promoted. Um, So one last thing about the Doors, the Doors. Uh, Jim Morrison's father, he was actually the person behind the Gulf of Tonkin lie, which is also part of the Tavistock Institute, which also funded the DOORS. Okay, so his father said that they were attacked and they were not, which started the Vietnam War. It was all a lie. And uh, the Tavistock Institute is responsible for – the uh, latent mental illnesses coming out in society and why we have to be on so many drugs. Um, but now I'm going to hand off to you and you can reel it in with the other information and tie it together, Craig.
1: Okay, so thank you for that. that. I mean, that really helps because I want people to understand that you know, the foundations that we talked about, you know, the, the, the Clinton Foundation all the way down to the Ford Foundation, the Guggenheim, uh, the, the, what was it, the Carnegie Endowment, all that stuff. See, the tactics and strategies that they were working on with the, the government essentially were, were about controlling the masses and controlling uh, the direction of global uh, uh, development. Now, if you take those strategies and then you turn them inward – That's what we're seeing here happen. They've already established their global new world order system that they want us to enter. They are just trying now to push the populations who are still holding out for freedom and liberty in that direction. And that's why in uh, the other day, a couple days ago, when that psychopath went out and did that heinous crime and and decapitated his father and then made a manifesto and post on social media my immediate reaction is obviously condemn the actions and it's it's heinous it's disgusting it's evil but to to dig deeper because there there are people working an agenda to manipulate the masses. Like I was saying before, Bill Cooper in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, talks about these strategies that, that have been developed and deployed to manipulate the masses, having uh, mass shootings at schools to convince the public to voluntarily disarm themselves. Uh, th- these are strategies that are meant to basically manipulate the public at large to get them to go along with the agenda. Now, I have a story that ties to something called Operation Chaos. Uh, and I don't, you know, you know. Bear with me as I kind of explain this, but it was a Operation Chaos was a a uh, Central Intelligence operation that was working as working with domestic espionage projects to target American citizens. This was only happening from 1967 to 1974. So I'm sure they stopped, right? They they stopped doing this, uh, but. What's important to note about this is that Lyndon Johnson, when he was president, he was trying to uncover possible foreign influence on the domestic population. He wanted to infiltrate the anti war movements and other protest movements. And he was working uh, under the director or with the director of the CIA, which was Richard Helms at the time. And there was a chief of counterintelligence, James Jesus Angleton who was also working on this project. And you can go look all this stuff up for yourself, but essentially the CIA was charged with the collection and uh, manufacturing and evaluation of intelligence that was meant to allow them to infiltrate these things. Now, I'm trying to draw this all together because you have to to have um, an ability to see that there is an agenda being pushed upon us, thrust upon us. And now they've gotten to a point where... I think, and this is my personal opinion, they've desensitized the population to a point where they have to get more and more outlandish and drastic with their their actions to shock the American conscience. I mean, if you think back to 9-11, right, what happened on 9-11 was a, a scene around the world. I mean, everybody like JFK's assassination knows where they were that day because it was such a shock to our systems. And in the same way, that's why these these shooters and these these, um, people who go out and commit these mass, you know, casualty event uh, atrocities, that's why it keeps escalating. And we talk about who may be behind all this. Well, we know now that Operation Chaos existed and that they've been trying to infiltrate these movements and figure out ways with the Tavistock Institute on how to control the population – and this reminds me, and it reminded me the other day, and I thought this was a good story to talk about, was Peyton Gendron, the, the man who shot 10 people. He 18-year-old who shot 10 people at a Buffalo, New York supermarket. Now, what was interesting about this case, obviously it's a heinous, another heinous crime that's meant to shock the, the conscience of individuals to uh, get you to, to think and feel a certain way. But it turned out that he was actually in regular communication with a retired federal agent. You go, why, what, why is that important? What does that matter? Well, because the person who 's identified on the uh, discord i think it 's a discord server where they were chatting as Armand, who we don 't know the actual identity except that it was now turned out to be this federal agent that essentially what was happening there on this private chat board was that they were he was giving him directives on how to you know ar- how to buy armor and Um, what tactics to use and and all this stuff And you think well why would they be doing that because I drawing the connection here that these operations exist specifically with the purpose and intent of manipulating the population at whole as a whole now I want to talk about some things that are interesting to note surrounding this person named Armand who was talking to this shooter online in these discord servers So I have this post from a friend of mine, Nick. You know I have a source who uh, he's worked for, the Inspector General of the Air Force. He's been giving me information for quite some time. He's been giving me very good information. If it was bad information, I'd disregard it and move on. But he's been a source who's been uh, very, very good over the years. And he did an incredible breakdown of all this. And I want to read some of what he said, which I think, will give us a better perspective on why i'm trying to tie this all together so to talk about it we have to start with this recently there were discovered communications between this buffalo shooter and a currently unknown discord user named armand it's been made clear that the current narrative of the discord server user uh, has made it clear that um, the event is incorrect it says it also turns an already terrible issue into one where we may be looking at a cell given the amount of other people who were in direct contact with the killer through the channel. So it goes on to say that since there is so much to unpack, they're going to talk about the obvious questions here. First off, in these communications on this Discord server, they referenced something called uh, a pledge, right? The the server, the guy, Peyton Gendron, who's talking to this Armand, who turns out pro- to be a, a federal agent, is talking about a pledge he takes out in state lands, and they talk about his manifesto and all these things. So you can see through these communications that he's being groomed to do this. And then it gets even crazier because not only is he being groomed to do it, but these individuals apparently are part of some sort of clandestine group who was meeting and this is all back around uh 2022 or 2021 2022 era where you had the the kind of uh, the the big movement of antifa and and we think that this was antifa related but that it was infiltrated antifa was then used as a cover for some of this social engineering that would come through this operation so i have uh, all this information here that i really want to try to to put together here and um essentially forgive me i'm trying to to get all this uh co- coalesce for you the oh, oh. go ahead
2: great I just have one thing to say, um, that this person traveled from Washington State, right, all the way over to New York, across the entire country for a targeted location. Why would you go across the country? You have a mall 15 minutes away from you, probably. What What was that for?
1: Yes, exactly. And it turns out that this guy, not only was he being worked by this federal agent, but He may have been a part of a larger cell like we're talking about here that was related to individuals who were being trained to execute exactly these kind of attacks. Now, if you go back to somebody like G. Edward Griffin and his exposés on, you know, communism and communist infiltration and what they would do to overthrow the American government, it almost is identical to the game plan and strategies that were being used and utilized in this particular case which i don't know if they are necessarily we don't have enough information on what happened last week with that person in uh pennsylvania to, to connect that yet but i will say this that the whole point i'm trying to make in, in bringing up this information like i said before is that you have a lot of people who will look at this stuff and say it's just a coincidence to one-off incident crazy people exist move on but If there's one thing that we've learned through this whole episode today, it's that there are foundations and organizations that specifically have goals for the American population as a whole to control us, to enslave us, to make us subservient. And a part of that is manipulating your perception of uh, events and giving you input or, or stimulus to make you react a certain way. And this is exactly what happened, I believe, here with... This individual in Buffalo, and it's not the only one because you can talk about uh, there were some strange things happening with the Uvalde shooter. You can talk about the the strange things happening with uh, a number of different shooters, the the Aurora shooter. You can you can basically go down the line of these individuals, and you can see clearly that there are some who are mentally ill, obviously, and have breakdowns. They're all mentally ill, obviously, but. There is an agenda, and we're gonna get into that when we get back. So everybody stay tuned, and then we're gonna talk about some other stuff too. We have a lot more for you here on this tin foil Friday. We're gonna to try to unpack it as best we can. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts Nick No and Craig James. We'll be back. Stay tuned.
0: Morning,
1: back to Justin Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick no and we are basically doing our tinfoil Friday breakdown of what is in the rabbit hole. We've taken the red, red pill already, breaking down with Nick earlier these foundations that exist, and that led us to talking about the Tavistock Institute. Now, I'm trying to explain how there are connections with how, uh, as Nick uh, just was talking to me uh, over the break, there are profiles that, that they seek to fit people with, right? If you have a certain background or history, then you are a target of these operations. And what are these operations meant to do? Essentially, they are psychological warfare operations. Like Bill Cooper put it in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, there, there are operations that uh, are being clandestinely planned, orchestrated, and executed to manipulate the masses into uh, doing things that they may not otherwise do. So, so Nick, uh, we're talking about the Buffalo shooter, and I want to read this real quick, okay? This was an article that was put out by the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo News, which uh, happened May 26, 2022, and I want to read some of this. It says, Law enforcement officers are investigating whether a retired federal agent had about 30 minutes advance notice of a white supremacist plan to murder black people at a Buffalo supermarket two law enforcement officials told the buffalo news now think of the timing here okay and i'm and i'm, I'm gonna get a little conspiratorial because it's tinfoil friday but this attack took place in may of 2022 well if you guys will recall there was a midterm election in 2022 and and i hate to, to be the, the person who has to tie all this together but the truth is that if they need to manipulate the population, they will do it by setting narratives. And they can set narratives by utilizing individuals to to have these kind of shock events that shift the public uh, perception of reality. Now, having the narrative be that this guy was A, a white supremacist, B, targeting black people, and C, working clandestinely, it seems, with a retired federal agent online, all of these things, first off, We don't hear anything about this anymore and i and i would i would ask the question why are we not hearing anything about this anymore but more importantly what was the agenda and narrative that they set with this attack well obviously it set the stage for more racial division which is the divide and conquer strategy but nick quickly speak on what you were telling me over the break about how the cia has profiles of people who they target specifically
2: For an example, would be the shooter in Las Vegas. You know, he's a he was a math genius. If you look up his information, he was a math genius in high school. Um, he worked for the federal government doing audits of basically, you know, uh, seeing where money goes for uh, you know uh, an organization. But the key thing out of that is okay. He, he's very intelligent and he can operate independently. And then they had also his brother had robbed a bank okay so that was like a psychopathic behavior so that's you know that's uh, inherited a lot of the time so um you know he had no father around to to help raise him he had uh, his brothers were exhibiting psychopathic behavior getting in fights all the time that sort of stuff so he fit the profile but he's quiet though compared to his brothers he was more quiet and, and reserved that way but it probably still fit the profile. So, so so, what you're saying is that there are profiles that, that these, these organizations clandestinely
1: will look for to, to pick subjects to use in these operations. Now, I want to tie this together because why I'm bringing up the Buffalo shooter in relation to what happened in Pennsylvania last this week is that there's some very eerie similarities. First of all, we all know now because of the manifesto and the video that was put out by the, the person in Pennsylvania there that his father was a federal agent. And interestingly enough, as I'm pointing out in this Buffalo story, the Buffalo shooter was actually being basically guided on this Discord server and uh, basically manipulated or, or – op- uh, what, what would you call it? Uh, psyopt, uh, you know, uh, programmed, if you Handled. So. Handled, handled, programmed, yeah. whatever, by uh, a federal agent who – we find out in uh, later is, is somebody who uh, obviously was doing some pretty crazy things. There were some questions that were asked about the interactions between this suspect, and I want to I put those out there. Here's a few questions that are important to understand. First off, Armand is this guy who's this retired federal agent who's talking to this Buffalo shooter on this Discord server about things like uh, meeting on state lands to get together with this cell of individuals who are like-minded, uh, putting together his manifesto, he he literally helps him uh, manufacture his manifesto so that he uh, because he planned he he basically was programmed through this interaction to plead guilty and and he, in his mind he was being built up as a hero for his actions that he was going to take. And then the questions that are really important that I don't think they still have even answered here is. For context, he had been talking to this guy for years before the shooting. So the question is, how would a 15- to 16-year-old in 2020 who is clearly mentally ill have access to high-end weaponry and defense gear? And who had direct access to him during that time period, which was preceding the event in in Buffalo where he, he did the mass shooting event? Those are very important questions that have yet to be fully answered and another in- important part is that these were key moments for him and where he developed this this plan and this, this method of action. It's also important to look at this in some of the interactions they had online where there were uh, actual dates being set for the operation to take place that then ended up getting pushed back because of last-minute changes. He was originally supposed to have uh, apparently – committed this crime in march but then that was pushed back to may so you can see i'm I'm trying to to give a pattern here and the pattern is this programming of this individual for this event so nick i mean let's try to to drive this home Uh, we're, we're talking about the tavistock institute but we're really talking about society being manipulated by these events that are meant to shock the conscience and get the american public to think and perceive things a certain way right
2: Yes, that's even mentioned in the foundations, and and why they wanted to get it, it control of our education system, so that way each time there is, you know, for example, after World War One, they wanted to get control of the education system, so it did not revert back to the, uh, you know. Uh, The people who were, uh, you know, devout Americans that that followed the Constitution, they wanted to get away from that. So with each event, to include 9-11, they've taken away our rights. They wrote them bit by bit by bit. And, uh, you know, going back into what you were saying, you know, if if they fit the profile for let's say someone's on social media, they're isolated. They don't have uh, any friends. They don't have any real social contact. They're vulnerable in that way. Um, And then they'll see that they have some radical views or whatever it is, then they'll befriend them, Uh, you know, they fit the profile, and then start to radicalize them. And they can do that without them even knowing and making contact. They can use what's called IIA technology. It was used for the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring was done almost completely with social media, and they did it by manipulating the masses into thinking there were more people that were involved uh, supporting the revolution than than there really were, thing that they did in iran with kermit roosevelt with only a million dollars overthrew the shah of iran um, with the cia uh, same exact thing but see it's gotten so sophisticated that they can actually start manipulating you uh, at a very lo- subtle level until they build you up to uh, what they want you to be and, and and you know without you being consciously aware that could happen to anybody and that's exactly what The point of
1: I guess this whole tinfoil Friday is is to show how when we take an event that takes place and we dive and we try to dive deeper and try to look at it more with more scrutiny, it's because we understand there's there's a program afoot which is meant to basically inculcate the population into actions they wouldn't otherwise take. And and that's essentially what I think is happening here on a large scale with each one of these events like you were saying you can go through them one by one and they're all shaping to they're all shaping the american perception of reality reducing like you said our constitutional rights and and when we come back we're going to dive a little bit deeper on some of this stuff and then we'll kind of wrap it all up and tie it with a nice big bow for all of you out there listening but um yeah we have a lot more to cover Everybody, stay tuned. We have a texter texting in saying, "Excellent show, Craig and Nick." Uh, They find it curious that Stanley Kubrick's film *Apocalypse Now* uh, the theme song is Jim Morrison and the Doors. Not a coincidence. Well, very good observation. That is, it's it's programming. We're being programmed. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break.
3: Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM
4: 1360. You can run on for a long time for a long time on for a long time, time. gotta cut you down gotta cut you down
1: welcome back to just form talk radio with your host craig james Digno and we're tying all of this together here today on the show for those of you just joining us we've been talking about we started talking about the history behind these foundations that have uh, uh, an ability to set the global agenda and how they manipulated events throughout the course of modern history to affect an end, the end being they want a communist one world government where they can live as oligarchs in a kleptocracy to take advantage of the masses now, a part of their agenda is ma- manipulating culture and that brought us to the Tavistock Institute and then I zeroed in through the, the propaganda and, and influence that, that the Tavistock Institute has tried to exude over the American people for so long that I, I focused it on a specific story of the Buffalo shooter and tried to show just one example of how an operation could be executed where an individual could be manipulated, coerced, or basically in, in enticed into uh, doing a crime so that that crime can be used as a way to manipulate the masses. And that's what we, we kind of left it at Nick. So Nick, how do we wrap this up for the audience at large? Even though we, before we do that though, we have one more texter from the nine seven zero saying all conspiracy facts and theories aside, please pray for whoever it is getting flight or for life off of the North highway 85 right now, as well as the emergency service workers assisting them. Yeah. Well, she was, that's terrible. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to, to the, the, whoever's having that happen. Um, I do want to say this, though. That kind of distracted me a little bit. All right,
2: Nick, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, um, so that person that mentioned the the CIA or the Apocalypse Now movie, okay, so it's basically what happened was in that the plot line is that there's this guy he is a i think a green beret right and they're known for psychological operations influence operations making relationships with indigenous people to fight or train them to fight uh our enemies uh cambodia other places like that would be good examples all right so the cia apocalypse now story is the same kind of story as jim jones so jim jones a cia asset um you know and So the CIA goes to this guy in in the Apocalypse Now movie, and he is tasked with either getting that guy out of there and bringing him home or eliminating him. And I want to remind everybody that when you go to do a CIA mission and you're tasked with that – in the military, then you are given a given a second set of laws and rules that you have to uh, abide by. So once you op- start operating under the CIA, you no longer have liter- like no rules. Anything goes by any means necessary to accomplish the mission, and there's no consequences for what you do. And that's one of the reasons no, we have no, ended up in the position we're in.
1: And you brought up a great point. That's you reminded me of what I wanted to say before about this Buffalo shooter. Is like Nick's pointed out here on the, the show before. They use these counterintelligence operations, which, as Nick just pointed out, give them another level of basically uh, uh, impunity to do what they want to go out there and say, "Okay, well, we're going to train this guy to go do this mass uh, shooter event so that, you know, we need to stop him and then arrest him and then make an example so that then, you know, other people are deterred. But. It also provides the perfect cover for if you are working one of these uh, operations to manipulate the public at large, because then you can say, well, it was a counterintelligence operation. We were trying to get intel. We were trying to basically monitor this subject. And then, you know, oh, he got away and got away with it. Right. So and then that's how it gets swept under the rug. And I would also want to mention this. I do not want to put this squarely on the U.S. government or the CIA or any of these intelligence agencies, because if our intelligence services and our government has gotten so much of this uh, psychological warfare perfected you have to understand russia china and most other countries uh, of a certain size i would imagine have been working on programs similar which they are surely deploying on in in our country so it, it it is not just something where we're sitting here saying the CIA is the enemy. It is that there are people who know how to manipulate the masses and have operations that they are pushing. Now, who they are, I mean, look at, what, look at what TikTok is. TikTok is essentially a Chinese psyop that's being executed on the American population right now. If you look at TikTok in China, it's completely different than the TikTok we see here in America because they understand it's like a weapon of mass destruction. They, can not, they don't need a mass event to, to manipulate the masses. They can manipulate the masses subtly and with with technology. So I wanted to make that clear too, because it may sound like we're just sitting here bashing the CIA. I'm sure there are people in the CIA who have done great things to, to help our country, sure. just like the FBI, just like all that. And I'm not, I don't want to like throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I want to be clear that what we're specifically talking about is understanding these, these systems of control We can find out and attribute who they are later, but we have to first understand how they work to understand how we're being manipulated, right, Nick?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, the capstone to where we're at today is from around the year 2003 after the uh, Patriot Act that was somehow ready in three days – it was done before – basically removed the restrictions for the intelligence agencies to operate in the United States. In 2003, around that time, the CIA um, uh, domestic operation was merged with the FBI and moved to Denver – Colorado and that's all related to everything else it's got the policy has gotten out of control it has spiraled into some Awful creature that needs to be stopped, at least uh, brought to heel. Now I bring you brought up that that technology with China. Look at Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg used Facebook in China to to create profiles just like we were talking about, get collect information on people, and actually set up a control and censorship grid. And you know what? It's no coincidence that Zuckerberg ended up marrying a Chinese woman, a Chinese national uh she's probably his handler considering he had such a huge stake in China and uh you know and, and same for Google you know yeah, shame Google, on them. they did the same
1: thing what was it operation dragonfly where they were helping them develop the search engine which was essentially the the uh, ultimate version of the social credit score system which
2: why would they be helping them do that well because they want it in China and they want it here right Yep. As we talked about before, the Soviet Union's gone. How else are they going to do it? They test the model over in China and see if they can apply it here. All right. Well,
1: I hope that that wrapped everything up in a nice, neat bow for everybody out there listening. That was your tinfoil Friday. Uh, we, we went a lot of different directions, a lot of information, a lot of dense information, but good information. And I hope you guys left or leaving better informed. And when we come back, though, we're going to leave you with some hope and inspiration and encouragement. We're going to do a little scripture reading, and we're going to leave you guys with some hope and inspiration into the weekend. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. We got good news coming up after the break.
4: Holy fly paper. Join me, J. Deplorable, for Swamp Fight, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon, right here on AM 1360.
0: You are listening to k 10 the Roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. The Rockies. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do.
1: I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for
3: everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. That's who you are, you break.
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your host Craig James, Nick No, and you know, we always save the the good news for last, the best news, and we're going to share some scripture with you guys, send you off into the weekend with some hope and inspiration. Nick, before we do that though, uh, another great show my friend. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with today?
2: Yes, just keep in mind that You know keep a positive attitude support the people around you work together and stick together and in the end God wins amen I I mean
1: so true don't let this this bad news of this fallen world get you down because in the end it all amounts to nothing and we know that because we have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who's given us the most amazing gift of all which is our eternal salvation bought and paid for with the blood on the cross so i really do and if you guys haven't accepted him as your lord and savior please this is your opportunity to repent say a prayer open your heart and let him in watch him do great things and today we're going to finish our our scripture reading in psalm 37 which is talking about having instruction and wisdom another davidic psalm and i find these words so profound but they were written thousands of years ago yet ring so true still today here it is um these are divinely inspired words that give us inspiration and hope, and I want to share this with you. It's it's starting in verse 18 where we left off in Psalm 36, or no, 37, and it says, The Lord watches over the blameless all their days, and their inheritance will last forever. They will not be disgraced in times of adversity. They will be satisfied in days of hunger, but the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies, like the glory of the pastures, will fade away. They will fade away like smoke. The wicked man borrows and does not repay, but the righteous one is gracious in giving. Those who are blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be destroyed. A man's steps are established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls... He will not be overwhelmed because the Lord holds his hand. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned or his children begging for bread. He is always generous, always lending and his children are a blessing. Turn away from evil and do what is good and dwell there forever for the Lord loves justice and will not abandon his faithful ones. They are kept safe forever, but the children of the wicked will be destroyed. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it permanently. The mouth of the righteous utter, Wisdom, his tongue speaks what is just. The instruction of his God is in his heart, his steps do not falter. The wicked one lies in wait for the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in the power of the wicked one or allow him to be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will watch when the wicked are destroyed. I have seen a wicked, violent man, well-rooted like a flourishing native tree. Then I passed by and noticed he was gone. I searched for him, but he could not be found. Watch the blameless and observe the upright. For the man of peace will have a future, but transgressors will be eliminated. The future of the wicked will be destroyed. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord, their refuge in a time of distress. The Lord helps and delivers them. He will deliver them from the wicked and will save them because they take refuge in him. And I could not think of more appropriate words for today's show than that. Remember, right, Nick? Amen. When you look at this, remember, everyone out there, God sees what's happening. And these people, these evil, wicked people, even though they may seem like they are, uh, as it says here, they are well-rooted and flourishing, it will all come to nothing. Their plans will fall. In to, they will fall into their own traps, and that is the, the promise of the Lord. So make sure you live with righteousness and integrity and live each day for the Lord and trust in the Lord because no matter what happens in this evil fallen world, my friends, there is salvation, there is hope. So don't let this ruin your day, your week, your month, your year. Take it and know that all, everything like nick said god wins in the end so that's where i'm gonna leave it everybody go out and have a great weekend thank you to my co-host nick no another great week in the books we'll be back monday thank you for listening to just Form talk radio i'm your host craig james with nick no until next time godspeed and god bless each and every one of you patriots